Welcome everybody to the Super Lerios Bada Super Show! Tuta Hita How goes it, Super Lerios Bada? Good, how about you? Um, it's been an interesting week of financial downfalls from that to the other. In like a spiraling collision course. One financial blow worse than the last. It's like, oh, hey, the water bill's $400 this week. That's new. Like, yeah, you got to pay that. Well, you know what? The unexpected should be part of your expectations of finances. Should be budgeted. It's like the knock on the door like, hey, deadbeat, it's me. One of the various different tax collection companies. You're delinquent two years. You owe us $800. Like, I don't. This seems out of nowhere. And then thinking at first, at least, oh, well, I guess I'm splitting it with my brother, so 400 apiece. That's not too bad. And then they're like, no, it's just you for some reason. And, like, even Colin, like, talking to them, they're like, yeah, no, this isn't something that your, how, your uh, job pays for or anything. It's not or attached escrow. to the house. It's ridiculous. Why? I'm like, so why isn't anyone else I hear talking about, like, paying this? Why am I the only one who gets this letter? Like, yeah, it's not the... It's a millennial thing. Why am I paying taxes on my house, paying taxes from my job, and it still doesn't cover it? There's still one more bullshit nickel and dime tax shirt. It's, I think it's just this this township uh, that we live it's in. It's not that great a school district. How much am I paying for, <laughs> for the yeah, school I'm not using? I guess that's the irony of taxes. That my you pay for mo- a lot pay of... Pay for your teachers to be diddling children? <laughs> Is that something that's happening a lot recently around here? Uh, I think it happened once. Wasn't there a teacher at Susquehanna High School that, like, was fucking some 16-year-old student? Oh, we're going to call diddling children fucking a 16-year-old? I feel like that's two very different implications. You and me are opposite sides of the coin on a rare issue. (laughs) (laughs) One of us, I think one of them's definitely up for it. The other one, I don't know, I think diddling children. Yeah, this 16-year-old hussy that seduced this, (laughs) this poor, unwilling educator. I think... Like, did he rape her? Like, I guess that way I'm like, yeah, it's horrible. Technically it's rape. Well, yeah. it's statutory rape. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hear deadly children. A much different image comes to mind. I just like saying it. <laughs> I get it from that one episode of Always Sunny, and I'm like, that's just funny. Diddling children. <laughs> it's such an adorable way. It's really such an unspeakable crime. <laughs> I know. Right, they're being like, thing. my priest fucked me against my will. Like, oh, that's not fun. Yeah, my priest diddled me. Like, that's adorable. I feel like, like grabbing back. Like, oh, what a cute ride! Like if that gun salesman from Punisher had said, or from uh, Daredevil season two had said that, like, hey, you like watching videos about diddling kids? Punisher's <laughs> <Watch laughs> <this>, like diddling, <laughs> diddling. Well, I, don't I don't know what that means. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm out of here. You're safe this time. Rather than being like, hey, there's some twelve year old kitty porn in that bin over there. You want that? This one's twelve years old at the oldest. Like you didn't even gauge it. Maybe he's just into like. A birthday. Preteen rapes. Yeah, she definitely just had a birthday. Or maybe it was the month after that. I can't remember. Anyway, she's a good, almost post 10. Late single digits. Yeah. Single digit midget, as I like to call them. It's like a scotch, not a wine. You want it at like six or seven years. Yeah. That's all I like to say. That's what I say to all the people who come in, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Well, what's that gun for? Oh, you put my clothes side up and locked my door. Surely it's better. Oh, so you want to jerk off with me to one of these? Sweet! Cost you extra. <laughs> <laughs> still trying to upcharge him. Yeah. He's like, look, I got some real premium stuff in the back if you want that. I mean, that's got to be that character who's trying to make a buck. Or else why? <laughs> I hope it's just that he's that avid of a fan of pedophilia. <laughs> Child <laughs> pornography. Hey, it's an art. What do you know? 
Is that is it? Are things that desperate in New York that that's the only way you can make a buck in this clear like variety pawn shop, which looked like a decent area of town too yeah. from the outside? Looked like it was in like a Red Bank kind of area or something like that. Definitely didn't seem like oh, it's like the back alleys of like a. It's got to be Hell's Harlem, Kitchen, right? Harlem basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a, a three block radius. I always wonder how they. Is that Foggy to... having lunch across the street? <laughs> You have to see if everyone would be seeing each other. I mean, it's not like Hell's Kitchen's that big of an area. No, not at all. I mean, there's probably half a million people that live there, but... Not enough for all the adventures that went across Daredevil and somehow yet half of the time Jessica Jones took place in the same area and, mm-hmm. never, inter- and never interacted beyond their lawyers' meetings. Certainly not half a million people. <laughs> yeah. Although I think specifically the Luke Cage stuff is supposed to be Harlem. Which would make sense. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done with Marvel talk. I forgot we were in podcasting. Yeah, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> I forgot the mic was on. That it was hot. Because um, I was trying to think, there hasn't really been any like big superhero news to talk about either. So both, now for once, yeah, some shots of the Spider-Man movie from the set came out, and that's about it. It's been a solid two or three weeks since we've talked about whenever the X-Men podcast was. Yeah. A couple weeks at least. And we got some time before anything else comes out. Suicide Squad's not for like another two months. Or next month. And then I think Luke Cage is after that. And, and it's up in the air a while for... Till, uh, oh, Jesus. Sorry about that. I thought I did mute my phone. Sorry, Dad. You're going to have to wait until later. Dying! Save me! Like, why was your first choice to call me? <laughs> you made... You put shows poorly. Yeah. I'm on fire! There's not much I can do. I, it, it has to be easier to type 911 and dial on your phone than it is to search me up. Because I know I'm not in your top three favorites. You made that abundantly clear. Or just run out of your house screaming water. That would have been... <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad that we started talking about diddling kids and Daredevil because I actually had something somewhat pointed to start the episode off on. Yeah, we were going to start doing it on current affairs and <laughs> just diddling kids. Uh, I had it's always sad, in the papers. Sad news, I actually found out right before the episode started. Uh, Ellie Bissell died. He was the guy who wrote Night. Uh, he, it was a very famous story about he was a Nazi concentration camp survivor. And he I don't wrote know a if book I've heard about it. that. It's an amazing book. Sister Jude made us read it. Hmm. And it is, without a doubt, the most powerful book I've ever read. In terms of just like, after you read it, you're just like, oof, I may need to just like take a night to myself in my room quietly to think oh, about things. Is it sadder than Death of a Salesman? Oh, it's a billion times sadder. Because it's all true events. Like, Death of a Salesman's manufactured. This is a guy, a story of a kid. Because I barely made it through <laughs> Death of a Salesman without oh, hanging myself. It's a story of Ellie Vassell and his father in a Nazi concentration camp. And the first chapter isn't even about their story. It's just about, like, some pit that the Nazis used to throw babies into and shoot them with shotguns or something, like shoot oh. them with guns in the air and then mm. let the dogs tear apart the rest. But beyond that, it's just a story of this kid and his we dad. We have to have an Olympics this year. Sorry, boys. <laughs> it's just, We're trying to get our discus team ready. <laughs> uh, it's a story of this kid and his father trying to survive. And it's heartbreak because there's a thousand times where it seems like the dad's going to die. And then just barely manages to make it out of it. And like this the heart like I don't know why. It's not even the saddest point in the book, but it's the part that always hits me the hardest. Is there's one scene they had to do like a fitness exam every so often mm-hmm. for the Nazis to be like, Alright, you're capable of keep of working. working yeah. And if not, they'll just kill you. 
and the dad's positive he's not going to make it, so he's like, son, this is a spoon that I have, like a real spoon. You know, it's a luxury. I'm giving it to you because I'm sure I'm going to die. Oof. And they're not, they're just going to take it after I die, so I'm giving it to you. And then the dad manages to make it through that exam, so he, like the son's like, I got to give him his spoon back, and you're like, oh, it's so wow. sweet. But it's like he tells like a story of like when they put him on a train because the camp they were at was about to get invaded, mm-hmm. so they had to move everybody. And him being on a train, like Nazi guards, like throwing in pieces of bread into the cart, and how people would literally rip into people's mouths to yeah. pull the bread out and start eating it. It's devastating. It ends in a pretty tragic way. I mean, he obviously makes it out, and like his la- like the last chapter is how like he saw himself in the mirror for the first time afterwards. He's like. And I literally saw a corpse staring back at me. And it's it's heartbreaking. Extremely well written. And then the guy went on to teach at, I think, Harvard. Okay. So yeah. old guy, though. Didn't oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's not like, oh, he got hit by a car and died. I'm sure he died of... Like, Jet ski accident. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain climbing problem. Paragliding. It was a bear. And he almost won. Yeah, he came real close. It was like... The, the bear had to have help from a hyena. It was like the mountain and the, <laughs> the Oberlin fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, if you had to... He had to be so cocky over that bear. <laughs> Kept taunting him, even though he had the shirt kill in there. Admit your crime. Bear. <laughs> uh, but now, if you ever get the chance, it's a great book. I mean, it's it was it sucked a bit to read it in class. Oh yeah, because you're like, oh, I have to go on the rest of my day after reading like a you know two chapters of this. Like I think it was like, oh, this class is done. time to go into science class, a class I am not good at to begin with, yeah. with the thought of like, oh, how horrible the Nazi travesty was. Reading about these starving kids and then going down to a lunch where you know you're just going to ignore all the vegetable science yeah, they gave I'm you. Yeah, like, oh my god, when's the slushy machine going to be fixed? Holy oh, shit! Hello, garbage bag, meet green beans. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, can we get this soda machine fixed? Because I haven't been able to get coke in a while. If I wanted to drink fucking iced tea, I'd move to some fucking third world nation where I just didn't give a fuck about things. A dollar ten for Cadsbury bunny eggs? You Nazis. You fucking... <laughs> you're the worst scum that's ever been on this earth. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene in, like, Schindler's List where they make all the women and men run around in a circle naked to see who's, like, the most healthy and can work, and if you look bad, they just pull you off the list, <laughs> pull you off the line and kill you. Yeah, I think that's part of what happens in that. It's it's a crazy book. You know, in the next ten years, 99% of them will be dead. Yeah, I started thinking about that. Not to pull the story back to Marvel, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... That scene at the beginning of X-Men with Magneto? <laughs> crazy. No, like, I always thought, like, it's kind of... We, Magneto's actually probably a better example. We're coming to a point now where you really have to start thinking, like, there's a lot of characters whose, like, histories are tied to World War II. Captain America is obviously the biggest, but Magneto's actually probably a more poignant one because you don't have the frozen and ice thing to work off of. Oh, like, yeah. And I love Mag- that they actually included that in X-Men and didn't try and, like, not make him as old. Like, well, eh, let's do, like, Vietnam, Prisoner of War. Like, meh. I mean, they did pick an old In guy. In the first one, yeah, Ian McKellen makes sense. I mean, to do it now, you'd have to either rewrite it or you have to kind of go backwards a time. And it's weird because I don't know how you'd rewrite it. It's, sadly, it's a, there's always genocide going on somewhere, especially in yeah, Eastern Europe. It, I guess you do have to just you'd write it where someone else does it. But I think, like, the condition of the Nazi concentration camp is just such a... I don't know. I'm sure somebody out there is like, I like the shit that's going on in, like, fucking... Central South Africa. Africa. Yeah, like Syria is... <laughs> Ten times just as worse. You just don't read about. You it. haven't seen. They didn't write a book about it. Sister Jude made you read. Why don't you watch Beasts of No Nation, you pig? <laughs> I'm like, well, how about this? One of the kids from it's going to be in Black Panther. I'm probably going to see that. 
kind of the same thing. It's the organization that went into it that's terrifying and unique. Because like that uh, that conspiracy movie that HBO did about like the all the big Nazis minus Hitler because he wanted some deniability just in case they had to work with the Allies later on wasn't there. That's some forward thinking. Yeah, <laughs> Hitler being like, all right, I know I'm going to be responsible for the genocide of the people. Just in case, though, why don't I play all sides? Just in case I lose this war, for some reason I'm in a position where I can still be president afterwards. (laughs) Where I can keep parlaying this into a better career. After they discover I've murdered, (laughs) like, 20 million Jews. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to declare Paul, like, uh, I wasn't wasn't there in the room when they made the whole kill of all the Jews thing, so... What? When did this happen? Anyway, guys, let's deal with those Russians. They're a real nasty piece of work there, aren't they? Girls, did you know about this? (laughs) But it, it's. You're about this Stalin guy? It's crazy how organized it was and how thought out and how, like, no, we have to do this. And then it was like, first it'll be, you know, Jews, then half Jews on their father's side. Later on, we'll get half Jews on our mother's side because they're considered less Jews. Jewish war heroes then next. Like, oh, even the, like, World War I German <laughs> war heroes? The guys who are like, I fought for us. Iron crosses. Like, the biggest award they have. I like, was part of the Kaiser's men. It's, it's shocking. Yeah. It. And they're all going to be gone. And even, like, yeah, obviously, you know, history, you know, Wikipedia and everything, you can always bring it up so much easier than you've ever been to and ever. But once... The survivors are all gone. I think it will die from memory, at least to a point. I wonder, because, I mean, I was separated from it by two generations, even. Um, but I wonder if generations now are even raised with that same knowledge of, like, here's how fucked up the Nazis were. It's a tough grade. When was, I think, fifth or sixth grade was when it really got into it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of terrible <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they didn't start off with that first grade. Like, all right, well, here's all the states. Let me tell you about Hitler and what he did. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. It's like, well, babies into a pit. <laughs> World War II, nasty business, we won. You'll learn more later on. <laughs> that knowledge I went into for so long, too, of like, man, America's won every war we've been in. World War One, World War Two, Revolutionary War. And then you find out about all these tiny wars. We just got, like, the shit kicked yeah. out of us. And Vietnam left. we lost. Korea. Korea's a draw, really. <laughs> yeah, Although, like, long term, South Korea's way better than North Korea. Oh, so I feel like that's a victory. Yeah, right. When you think about it, one side has fucking fake villages made to look like it's important, and the other side has StarCraft tournaments going on 24-7. If you were exiling me, you want if you were exiling me to those places, one, I'd be like, eh, this could be interesting. The other one would be like, no, I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah, now. I'm just going <laughs> to throw myself into the plane's propeller so I can just avoid this. Because well, I'm not going to be treated. first was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good choice on my part. I was really hoping this would be like the guy in the like the season premiere of Lost where he just gets sucked into it yeah. and instantaneous and I'm gone. I don't know why I decided I'd live as half a man for a while. <sighs> for four seconds. <laughs> oh, this is a painful four seconds. Still better than North Korea. <laughs> no internet. That that is rough. That is like if you like a genie snapped my his fingers and I was suddenly like a member of North Korea, I'd be mm. like, Oh, this is just awful. Oh yeah. And there's nothing... And you can get dragged off and killed in the middle of the night. And it's such a weird place, too, because there's such little... It's a good Nazi parallel. Such little information about it, too. Like, you know, we always hear, like, the silly stories, like, Kim Jong-un discovers unicorns, North Korean scientists say. But you're like, oh, when you get into it, like, the people there are all, like, indoctrinated, almost. Yeah. Like, to... You think that we're at the point now... It's gonna be harder to keep those secrets. Progressively harder. 
it to is. Those people. Oh, I'm sure, but it's just like to think that there's a country in the world today that still kind of operates on the idea that the, their leader is essentially a god. Like he doesn't yeah, like claim ancient to be Egypt. a god, but like in every way but title, he, re- he basically is that to his people. You know, his grandfather's still technically president. Right? Yeah, and Kim Jong Il was the one after that. I forget which one we're on. Kim Jong Un, right? Yeah. Kim Jong Il still has a permanent position too. Yeah. Like he keeps giving, they keep giving them new titles in, so that they don't ever have to take away the old one. And also not have an election. Yeah. <laughs> and if someone speaks out, you're dead. Okay, it's a sad world. Yeah. I was thinking about it because today's generation, or like even Alex's, you know, what is he? Sixteen years younger than me. Seventeen. About that. Like, like Ali's ten years younger than me. Alex is a year younger than her. No, he must maybe be two. No, he must be at least three. She's graduated high school. He's about to go into it, so he must be three years. younger He's than fourteen. Her. She's seventeen, I think. So he's he's thirteen years younger than me. He's fucking twenty years younger than me. Yeah, Jesus. All right, <laughs> you're like that, but things into a bit harder perspective. When I was a kid, the teacher could kind of get out of it talking about World War Two. They're like, "No, go home and ask your grandparents." They can't. Yeah. Like, no one's grandparents fought in World War II that are still alive. No. Not a chance. Even their grandparents, it's a very risky chance they're even still alive. See, that was every president we had from fucking... Just from Dwight Eisenhower, like, in the early 50s, until Reagan in the late 80s. Were people who basically fought... No, until George Bush Sr. in the early 90s were World War II vets. That's crazy. Now, technically, Reagan was in the Hollywood... (laughs) (laughs) The Hollywood division? Yeah, mostly did movies. (laughs) They filmed... They they drove Donald Duck cartoons. It was a lot of pro, like... punches Hitler at the end, like... Yeah, exactly. You know, probably never left Hollywood. There's a show that, like, showed him... It it was an actor portraying him, where he's like... I know what it's like, man, in the trenches. And I was like, there's no... If he ever did that in real life, someone should have dragged him out and shot him in the head. Oh, like Al Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Where he's just Lost like, Battalion. Yeah, I was part of the Lost Battalion, yeah. Like, uh-huh. That's great when Jimmy calls him on, like, six episodes later, fucking Lost Battalion. Where were you, Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> that is great. He's still like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we got heavy at the start of this now. That was a real quick shift over from... Silliness and diddling kids to <laughs> Ellie Vissel, Nazis, and growing taros. Yeah. Never anyone scarier. They're always the easiest bad guy to go with in a movie, too. Like, oh, we'll just make them Nazis. I mean, it's almost to a sense now desensitized. When, like, you think about how many games use, and, like, even, like, in the Marvel stuff, like, Hydra is essentially, like, a cartoonish Nazi death yeah. cult, essentially. Like, they'll try to work around it where they're like, Hydra isn't technically Nazis. They were their science division. It's kind of spun off in their own thing. So it's like, they were built to be Nazis. They do a double Zig Heil. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not even... That's not even like they're trying to work around it. Like, that's what what they kind of... And it's even stupider. Your hands are way too far away from yourself to protect yourself in, like, a last-second thing. Yeah, and you're really like, my salute is to disarm myself. Stop me! (laughs) Yeah, but... Like so many games or things like that, Nazi is just almost like a. It's kind of like almost saying like robot or zombie. Like yeah. it's just an adjective you can add on to a villain to make it sound like goofier and kind of like fantastic. Like it's a Nazi zombie cyborg dinosaur. Like oh my, it's desensitized, which is good because it seems less taboo and it doesn't seem to be something to be scared of. But in a way, you should always be scared of it because that can always happen again. And I, always, I forget what president it might have been JFK, but someone's like. That's only ever one generation away from happening again. Oh, yeah. All it takes is one generation to forget. 
It is. It's like to think that kind of terror can still exist out there, and in some places, still does. Like, yeah, in less numbers, but yeah, it's still yeah, it's still out there. But I mean, I even remember when I grew up having the perception still that the Germans, like as a country, were still like a little bit sketchy. Yeah, like it was still like that perception of like, oh, the Germans, you can't trust those guys. They started two wars, and you only remember a united Germany. Yeah, I vaguely remember divided. Yeah, I probably. I don't remember the Berlin Wall coming down. (laughs) I'm like, there was an East. It was a great West Germany. (laughs) I was sitting there drinking coffee, smoking a cigarette. I was just like, oh, I have to go to work in ten minutes. (laughs) Shaving. (laughs) I was like, oh, all these taxes I have to pay. Jesus Christ. Oh, I've got to take a second mortgage out. Oh, the Berlin Wall. Good for us. Good day for Mikey. (laughs) Young up-and-comer whippersnapper Nike. When am I going to take my vacation to Burma? It's no longer a country. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go back to the Czech Republic. Or well, it was Czechoslovakia at that time, yeah. Which is weird, because we're... We have very vague Czechoslovakian routes. Then. So I, heard, I think it's Slovak. But wasn't Grandma Mahofer? What, what didn't her parents come from Czechoslovakia, or one of them? I mean, what I think Slovak. Yeah, uh, I thought they were. I thought they were from Czechoslovakia before her. I mean, they were Slovakian, probably maybe when it was Czech Czechoslovakia, but they they are kind of two different uh, races. No, national nationalities. I guess. Or even, like, from tribes. Like, genetically, they're slightly different, you know. That's a part of Dad listening. It's just like, you fat goobers don't know anything about your family. I bet he's, like, meh. <laughs> I bet... This is such a weird statement. I miss Czechoslovakia. It was such a cool-sounding name for a country. Czechoslovakia? Yeah, it's yeah. very, like, silly in a way, almost. Like, Czechoslovakia. Like, that can't be real. Or is it Slavic? Slavic is what you call them now. Like, okay. Slavic people, I think. I might be mixing that up with, like, the Norwegian. Some hot chicks from Slovakia. There's a girl that works in our office that's, like, I think Serbian. And she is ridiculously hot. Oh, I think, yeah, when you get people from... Like, they've just been sitting on this mine of, like, hot, thin girls. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, anything from, like, that very northern European kind of area, I think. Like, anything from... from, I guess it's Scandinavia. Maybe that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, this is more like Eastern Europe. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely a lot of very attractive women over there. It's an exoticness to it. Well, they have the decency to leave their pigs behind, at least. Yeah. Sorry, you're not hot enough to go to America. Well, maybe they don't have the resources in there. Like, they dragged Fifle's sister sister off. Like, sorry, Tubby. (laughs) Oh, I want to go to America. It's all cats. (laughs) (laughs) They're just dreaming of, like, a world like the Aristocrats, where it's uh, the Aristocats, where it's just cats running the world. No, not those cats. Bad (laughs) one. But my dad, his song he has. in America. <laughs> He's totally fucking wrong. Uh, yeah. He'll figure it out. Can I tell him? No, he'll figure it out when he gets there. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Hell no. <laughs> if you meet a kind rat, just a cat in disguise. Yeah. Don't trust it. <laughs> just a cat with like a fake mouse be- nose like, hop in my mouth and I'll take this over the phone. Like, okay. You're a real large rat. Well, I know. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> oh, I do watch my finger. No. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, I did have topics to talk about. Do you have anything you want to bring up, though, while I pull these up? Let's do that death pool before we forget. Oh, okay. About it. So you got Hugh Hefner and Stan Lee. Oh, we're, we're finalizing our 2016 picks? Unless you want to reboot. I guess you can. I mean, we are it's six months into it. I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll make our picks for the latter no, half of the year. They're all still alive, so... 
Yeah, no, nobody's bitten the, the bullet yet. We actually got uh, our first email uh, regarding the show from uh, a, a listener. It came into my personal email, because I don't have like, an email for the show. So not from Alex saying you yeah, suck. <laughs> and it's not from Alex bitching about X-Men Apocalypse still. Uh, it was from a guy uh, he put in here. He basically in our death pool. Apparently I picked Muhammad Ali in my death pool in 2015, so that was just a year too early on that. He has his picks for 2016. You want me to go through them and see what you think of them? Sure. Uh, no, <laughs> me. <laughs> you. I'm like, wow. This is dark. Delarios Brothers. I'm like, whew. This is like a an accident happens? Or are you just really expecting your health to take a drastic down? I know I made jokes about it being there for the Berlin one. We're not that old. Uh, come on. I mean, both uh, of us? His first one's... Feels like a murder. <laughs> his first one's Bobby Heenan. That'd be sad, but I could see it. Yeah. It's pretty far up there. And didn't he have, like, massive Throat brain? cancer. Yeah. Like, but he certainly beat that. I thought he had brain... Something with his brain, too. Oh, like maybe. Brain tumor. Last time I saw him, which was at I least thought a he, year like, or two The ago. reason he's never been on WWE since then is because, like, he's mentally not in a great place. I, I thought that was the throat cancer, because his voice sounds a lot different now. Yeah, probably. But they to think they wouldn't use him in any, like, just nostalgia way or anything like that. I feel like, like I that. saw him in an interview for one of their documentaries, maybe like a couple years ago, and he sounded okay in that, and he seemed pretty okay. good Okay, that maybe isn't as bad as I thought. Uh, yeah, if you get, I mean, if you get cancer once, it greatly increases the chances you're going to get it again. Uh, Mr. Fuji... I didn't even know he was still alive or not. I don't. I'm not sure he is. <laughs> I mean, and look, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy shaking on people. Does he count for a celebrity death pool? Yeah, that's getting pretty. I'm like that'd be like me being like the Brooklyn Brawler. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's gonna be sad if he dies. I just feel like I'm not. Why don't I just pick people I know that? The black point? chick from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Burt Reynolds. It's not a bad no. pick. It's a little out there, but I could see it. It's gotta and be. He's gotta, he's gotta be late '60s. It's got to be definitely an older guy. Uh, Betty White. I think it's kind of a safe one to go with. I think you almost went with that on the line. I think I did. You I were think still I, thinking it over. I think I held myself off because I was like, I don't want all the golden girls to be We had to talk about honey mustard for 15 minutes. Yeah, we had to talk about an old honey mustard bottle that I've been down here. Uh, Charles Manson. Okay. Roman Polanski. That'd be a great year. <laughs> Beginning. It'd be a lot better than the last year we had, where it's just like, here's another big artist from your youth, from your youth dead. While Meatloaf is still hanging around. Uh, Don Rickles. That'd be sad, but I haven't seen him in public in a while. I'm sure he's not doing well. Uh, Julie Namar. She's uh, one of the Catwomen? Yeah. One of the original Catwomen. I think Cat she women. was the Catwoman in the 60s show. I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen her lately. Uh, I mean, there's not many people left. It's got to be pretty old, yeah. yeah I mean, as I say, Adam big, West is up there. Adam West is uh, still alive, and who is Burt Ward? I think was that sounds Robin. about right. Yeah. I think he's still alive, and I think Julianne Mars. Because the yeah, all the bad guys are dead: Joker, Penguin, Riddler. The woman who played Batgirl died. Yvonne Stretz or something like that, it's and it was like Yvonne. It was a very like like Slovakian, like a hot chick kind yeah. of name. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford. That'd be sad. That's sad. I could see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I think like the big telltale sign of someone on their way is when they stop working as much. If I find out he's flying World War II vintage planes again, then I would certainly might, put him up on my list. <laughs> be like, come on. What a crazy way for him to die if that, if if that he happened. Had, well, I mean, he did do it, did get in that accident. Yeah. He did die in it. Or no, because he broke his leg on the set of The Force Awakens when like a door closed yeah. on it or something like that. And then that happened independently. Yeah. 
before the movie came out. Can you imagine how yeah. awful it would have been if he died in that and, and dies in the movie? Toss him in a hole. That would be... You'd then, have to almost... And like, then blow up the you, hole. You'd have to <laughs> almost like reshoot like a shot of Harrison Ford. Like, oh, I cut this thing and I'm going to live. Oh, <laughs> but I won't be in any other future movies. Goodbye. <laughs> or like a... Like the end of Dark Knight where, <laughs> where Joker lives. It's like, oh. What the... And... He had one last person on here. Actually, I closed it. One was like here... Oh, where'd it go? I Your dog. Uh-oh. <laughs> Scotia, no. I lost it. Scotia T. Pennington. That's not her last name. She's not her last name. She's a dog. Uh, I don't... Can't find it right now. Hey, it wasn't... I think, like, Gypsy Joe was on it or something. I don't even know who that is. So, some decent picks in there. But, uh, all right. We'll go with our picks, then. You want to start it off? Uh, sure, I'm going to go Bill Cosby. I think, especially with this trial nearing, there's got to be a big problem. It's like, you know, you're old enough. If you just, like, gave up at this point, like, the will to live, you'd probably just die. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to who's gonna judge me? Do you really it's want to? E- it's almost, like, better for me to die now than to have this dragged out over court and make it more of a thing. Yes. Yeah. now there's, like, a heavy... Do you want to testify in court? There's be- a heavy portion of the black community now that at least is still very much, like, I don't... You know, obviously he did it, but I gotta defend the guy a little bit, right? But the scene of him looking hobbled and testifying in court at seventy-eight, having to try and like use whatever mental faculties he has left. Oh yeah, and like, God forbid, he goes up on the stand and he sounds like those guys from Gawker who just like, did you hear that interview from one of the guys testifying for Gawker in that Hogan trial when they're like, so what qualifies as like news for you guys to report? I'm like, oh, just about anything. Like, what? Wouldn't you do for a sex report? Would you do one for like a like a seven year old or something? Or no, they asked like, what's the furthest you would like? What's the most heinous story you would report? I'm like, I guess we wouldn't report on a four year old who had a sex scandal or something like that. <laughs> he said as a joke, you're like, oh god, that's like, how low the bar is. You're what? joking about that? <laughs> like a four year old? Fourteen would have been. Well, you're just shy. like, oh, an eight year old? Nah, that's definitely. But a four year old, you're like, I guess we wouldn't report that. He's a guy who check. Yeah, I guess we wouldn't report if the new baby kid from the Full of House series got fucked in a video. We wouldn't put that up. Oh, but if it's like uh, the prince and the prince uh, princess from England, like oh, their yeah. like daughter, like three-year-old daughter was blowing sailors, like, well, we gotta report this. I know we said in court we wouldn't, but Princess Charlotte's blowing strangers. <laughs> um, let's see. I have to feel. I'm not good. Let me put one on here that might be a little bit risky. Let me just double check real quick here. Oh yeah, uh, John Madden. I think I'm gonna put on mine. Okay. Guy's 80 already. I feel like he's gotta be getting close there. And I'm gonna keep Stanley on mine. Would you be glad? No, I wouldn't be glad. I mean, it'd be sh- like it wouldn't be a shock either. Again, because I only vaguely remember Madden still announcing when I started to really watch football and that was like his last year like last two years so I, th- I think I only have heard like one or two games he actually cast and then it it switched over to like the new kind of mm-hmm. guard of garbage announcers yeah like, Troy Buck and Joe or Joe Buck and Troy Aikman <laughs> um I'm gonna keep Stanley in there too because I really feel like it's gotta be coming sooner or later that guy is so old yeah I think the only thing keeping is it, dude, is still working just all the time. Yeah, oh, like, that's always definitely. Always con appearances. He's definitely that type of guy. In movies. Like, that's a guy who's going to hold on so long, but I feel like 
eventually it's gonna If I just strapped you to a bed for like a month, I bet you'd die. <laughs> yeah. And like kept feeding you and everything, but you'd be like... Oh, I mean, I, I think if you strapped into a bed for a week, he'd dead. <laughs> His body's like, oh, we're done, finally. No! Yeah. That's that Joe Paterno thing, remember? You called yeah. it, you were like, as soon as he got kicked out of Penn State, you're like, he's gonna be dead in like a month. And then yeah. like a month later, he was gone. Uh, so I'll keep those two. And then some... I think the rule was that you wanted to have somebody, three people, and then Yeah, this should be like a surprise. Someone under 50... Or even under 60, because Prince and David Bowie, I'd yeah. say they would still count as, like, surprise ones. Yeah, they were definitely shocking when I caught it. Um, hmm. Let me think on that. You did one. Let me go with George Bush Sr. Again? He's so yeah, old. Like, hang on to that He's 90-something. He was, like, in his late 20s when he fought in World War II. Maybe he was holding on just enough that Jeb Bush, like, he could help that kid get into Oh, man. That was great. No one could have predicted that. When he like when Jeb Bush was like, "Well, this is starting to fall apart. Let me drag my mother out into the circuit with me." Like the amount of people that must have lost money dumping it into Jeb Bush, thinking like this is a sure thing. It feels like it should have. It's such a crazy turn of events that he didn't get in there when it was like or anywhere final. close. Anywhere close. He was out in like the first three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't like down to the wire. You're like no, like Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, fucking. Benson Carson was or Ben Carson was in there a lot longer. Than uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like there was even one more goofier name that was in there for a while. Even uh, that. Dennis Kate or John Kasich was in there for a long time. Uh, I feel like it was even someone slightly worse. The than that. chick, what was her name? I feel like another like old douchey white guy. I can't remember who it was, but Huckabee was in there for a little bit. Maybe it was Huckabee. I'm thinking of. Regardless. For someone who has a family with a history of being elected president, yeah. you'd think that he would last a little bit longer. Uh, the last two Republican presidents. Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's tough. I'm trying to think of somebody. The chick that plays Ray in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Daisy Ridley, you're like 23. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough year for you, which is a shame because you were about to blow up. The booze. How like, much booze? Yeah. Disney was letting you drink that much? I imagined that, like, a, like more than three drinks a day, Mickey Mouse himself would come in and start slapping it out of your hand, like, what are you doing? It's like, get your shit together, girl! I mean, do you know how much the average... You know how much money you're gonna make? For us? <laughs> For us? Don't throw away! We'll prop you up there! I'll do this! I'll tie strings to you just like I did Spears! I mean, they'll just CGI her. I'm sure they own her likeness forever. Yeah, something like that. I don't know, it's very, like, we definitely take a look at Disney nowadays in a little bit of a different light, considering how much, like, entertainment joy they get with like, Star Wars oh, yeah. and Marvel and Pixar and all that stuff. But you're definitely like, there still has to be an, an insidious side to Disney we just don't see enough. I guess maybe it's changed they don't make child stars the way they used to, and that was, I think, where a lot of the shadiness came from. That's, yeah, that South Park episode was the first time I ever even considered it. Yeah. Where, like, you were like, oh, okay. Your IP's now moved on to, like, existing products or things you create, like, yeah. you know, fucking anime cartoons, so you don't have to worry about making stars anymore. But mm. that was where I think a lot of that shadiness came from. Of like, oh, we're just going to keep you away from your parents and you work eight days a week. Like, That's mathematically not true. They're like, well, you're going to make that, that, seven, that eighth day up somewhere, kid. Kiddo. Uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on, like, a big name. Shame. I, I felt like there was somebody... Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That... Yeah, it wouldn't be that crazy to think about, though. 
I think it again. It's another guy who's like just working so much. He I did have like, like ten years of coke. Yeah, that's where I'm like. It, he did have a lot of rough years ahead of him. I'd like to think just optimistically thinking that he wouldn't get him. But then again, I thought the same thing about Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's finally turned his life around. He's going to be around for a while. Oh my god. The saddest pick to put on there would be like Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> like, did you fit it? Did you actually watch that documentary? Nah, I haven't got oh, it's, it it's awesome. I mean, it's there's a bit of too much like DDP yoga commercial in it, but you had to figure that would happen. Yeah, I mean, it, like it's almost single handedly responsible for turning that guy's life around. So that be like, oh, and he just went on one last coke bitch, shouted the n word at Madison Square Garden, and died. <laughs> um, let me see, celebrities. Under 60. Because that's your... It's going to be a big list. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. George Clooney? Throw him on there. All right, hold on. Let me put celebrities in their 50s. Here were your three, then? Uh, Bill Cosby, George Bush Sr., and I'll stick with Amanda Bynes. Okay. I finally looked her up on Wikipedia... And according to, like, whatever, Us Magazine that she did an interview with, they're like, I'm doing great. And, like, mm, yeah, you would still, you could still lie to Us Magazine. It's not, it's not the times. She's someone that I really look at and you're like, you, I hope, I, I think it actually happened where her parents finally stepped oh, in. Oh, it did, like, yeah. Yeah, you ha- we have to get you help. Like, she was somebody who was just mentally And full on, like, committed. Like, yeah, and I think she did go to therapy, like, to... Inpatient in, rehab, in, in like, yeah, yeah, this is someplace you're not leaving for a little bit. Yeah. After, like, her third DUI. Um, let's see, celebrities, I don't, the only thing that came up is the hot celebrities in their 50s. How does your, Weird Al Yankovic make that list? Uh, Carrie Fisher might not be. She looked great. Uh, would it count if I said Richard Simmons? I guess no. that's not really shocking. No. And borderline celebrity as well. Uh, Alright, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Not true, but as far as uh, Kid Rock. Okay. So he had some, like, failing health or... Failing health or just plain accident. Something. He might have caught Hep C from, what's, <laughs> from Pamela Anderson. Bus falls off a cliff. <laughs> that I cut the brakes that I, on. That I push over. <laughs> some of my superhuman strength. Oh, I'm putting one in this death pool! You know what, I thought about real hard, like, how about Nick Cannon? Because he did have a bunch of kidney issues for a while. I thought that was, like, a, a foregone conclusion he was going to die. I thought that was a thing for a while. For a little bit it was. Because like, who's, who's he dating? He was married to Mariah Carey. Mariah, yeah, that's who it was. I don't think he still is. But I remember that was the thing for a while. It was, like, he was wilding out or whatever, that, like, yeah. a improv, like, rap show or something like that. He had that, and he had, uh, he's on, like, America's Got Talent, and then he does, like, a top 40 morning radio show every fucking day. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I remember hearing, like, yeah, he has, like, some irreversible brain issue. Yeah. David Duchovny might actually not be a bad one, either. Oh, I hope it's, like, an autoerotic, like, eight-foot dildo in his ass that, like, (laughs) just came out. He just pushed it up a little too far. Ordinarily, I know as a forensic investigator, I'm supposed to maintain some dignity, but I'm going to take this picture and post it. <laughs> but, <tea>. <laughs> but for the lulls, I can't. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, that'd be so sad. Like, please get at least a couple more movies. Oh. Uh, 
Viggo Mortensen. Man, I haven't seen him in, like, anything. Eastern Promises is pretty good, but that's even, like, an eight- or nine-year-old movie. Yeah, I mean, he was a big thing for a while. What's that god-awful horse movie he did? Hidalgo. Hidalgo. I saw that in theaters. Oh, man, how was that? My college roommate was like, let's go see it. And I was like, all right. It's very okay. It, it certainly wasn't worth $8. It certainly was not the movie you'd expect him to do right after he had, like, the Lord of the Rings triumph. Well, we saw that in Van Helsing. Van Helsing's okay. It's the monster it's, Yeah, one. no, I remember seeing... It's got some cool cameos, but... Cameos? Like... Well, like, old monsters. Like, uh, Frankenstein's okay. in it, and... Heather Locklear's on this list. I... I think I told you I've been watching Scrubs and like going through that, and like the first time you see her in Scrubs, you're just like Jesus. That is, you are absurdly fifth, attractive. Probably late forties at that point, but it's still like wow, fuck, like just the most a bodacious body. Yeah. Oh wow, Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus is fifty three. Hmm. She is crazy good looking too. Yeah, 53. she is. Still got it. Yeah. All right, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Kid Rock. Those are my three. Stanley, John Madden, Kid Rock. Blow that out of the water. Luza has to blow the dog. She has. Alright. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> uh, I was driving... I was walking to the cigar store to cup. the cigars before the show. And uh, I was hearing like this absurdly loud kind of music playing. I thought it was coming from the cigar store until I saw it was like a car driving by. It was just someone blaring what is clearly like just that Hispanic music. I don't know what it even like says. It's just like to me, it's just noise with like maracas in the background, but blaring it. I'm like, that has to be a pretty big power move when you're like, I'm just gonna roll down my windows and assume everyone wants to hear this yeah. shit. And it got me started to think, what's like the biggest power moves? That have either happened to you or that you've like heard of. Like always thought like it's a crazy big power move if you're on a date with somebody and you order their meal for them. Oh yeah. Something like that. I was a just a quick side note, I was at the car wash, like vacuuming out my car, and some probably like forty something year old black dude drove by in his car with the windows down, just busting the um not the one they used in Aladdin for Whole New World, but the Luther Vandross version. Is that a power move or is he crazy? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> that's balls right there. Cause yeah. <laughs> um, the job I currently have and the boss I had for the first four years there, he asked, like, oh, why'd you... Because my last job experience was, like, as a security guard in New York. He's like, oh, why'd you move back from New York? Like, ah, I was looking into doing the New York Police Department. I was just trying to give him some bullshit story. <laughs> so, like, my mom stroked out. And I, had <laughs> I had to come home to I was like, uh, you know, I was looking into becoming a New York police officer, and their starting salary was like 26000 which it was, that like was clearly on their website. <clears throat> and he's like, well, I don't think that's true. I know a bunch of friends that used to be NYPD years ago, currently aren't, but I know they make a lot more than that. And I wanted to be like, are you saying I'm lying at this <laughs> interview? Like, you're accusing me, Not you're not accusing me of being mistaken, you're accusing me of just flat out lying to you about this. Yeah, it wasn't like, a, oh, no, the, the the salary right there, I can get you tickets to New York right now, you want to go back up there and try. It's like, you're a lying sack of shit coming to my job. Yeah, and I wanted to be like, no, I physically, like, took, like, signed up to take the test and saw exactly how much they were offering. I know, not like you Googled it ten years ago, 
But you didn't. I mean, it's a job interview, so I'm gonna be like, mm, okay, I guess I'm a, just a giant dickhead that yeah. doesn't. Know I guess what I'm, I'm the about. asshole here. Thanks, boss. Yeah. I I don't know if this qualifies as a power move so much as it is just like. Um, actually, it's a better example. I remember going through high school, and I was walking through the hallways once, and there was like a guy. I guess he was popular enough the the school, but I remember he needed to talk to somebody else that I was walking by. So he just, like, grabbed me on the arm and, like, did, like, the push aside to get by me. Not, like, an excuse me or anything like that. Yeah. Like, just, like, just grabbed me as, though, my I, weight garbage. as though I were a movable object yeah. and just pushed me to the side. Not, like, he didn't, like, shove me. It wasn't, like, an act of rudeness. It was literally just, like, this is an obstacle in my way. I could just yeah. move by myself without asking. I remember being like, oh. And I guess at the time I didn't realize it. And I start, I almost do it now to other people. And every time I catch myself doing it, I'm like, don't do it. It's so douchey. And one day you're just gonna do it to the wrong person. Yeah, because the- it, it's such a like, it's just a horseshit move to just be like, I'm just gonna move you for you because I, I can't be bothered to even say mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too far too important what I'm about to do or say to somebody else to just say excuse me while I do this. But in my last year in eighth grade, I remember going up to one of the kids and we just got in yearbooks. And, like, it's when you're leaving grade school, going to high school, you kind of, like, ask almost everybody to sign a yearbook. A lot of people you don't even really know that well, but you have, like, a tangential connection to. And if you get asked to do that, you write the pretty generic, like, you know, sign, like, hey, so-and-so, it was great being in school with you, have a great summer. Let's hang over the summer. Yeah, some generic horseshit. I handed it to him, and it it was like I had handed it to Tom Cruise. Like, he hands, he looks at, he just signs his name, like, a signature. And then handed it back to me. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't... It's not like I stood in line at the Comic-Con to get your signature. We're in school together. You couldn't even write a courtesy like, hey, have a great summer, Chris. This wasn't the Ron McCoy, was it? No. It was yeah. It was grade school, so I wasn't in school with anyone. Uh, There's one black kid in that entire school. Yeah. In my entire class, basically. But I just remember being like, what the fuck? You signed your name? What is mm-hmm. this? That's ridiculous. I don't know if it's a power move so much as it's just like a douchey move. It's a flagrant sign of disrespect. Somebody who's just like, I don't know who you are, whatever. There you go. Boom. Here you go. And I'm like, oh, oh. On the reverse side, at that same job, like my first week there, it was someone's birthday, so they had like a table of snacks out. And uh, there was this one guy there. I walked over and was just kind of like shooting the breeze, like, oh, hey, John, how you doing? And, uh, you know, he's like this six foot two black dude, heavy set. And I just reached down, grabbed like a plate of pretzels, which I thought was like the community plate. And I just start eating off it. I'm like, so how's it going, man? Working hard or hardly working? And he's like, you're eating my pretzels. (laughs) My pretzels. I put those on a plate. Like he gave me a look like, is this a power move? Are you just like, (laughs) the fuck? Is white boy calling me a bitch? Is this guy just coming into this job just... Trying to make a big move on me? Am I gonna have to beat the shit out of this guy? Have to fight him? We have to beat the crap out of him and fuck his brother? Like, is, wait, what's how am I involved in this now? Is the headline tomorrow just gonna read like crazy black person dragged out of all state no matter what happens? <laughs> oh man, it actually talked about yearbooks reminded me of this. This may be one of the saddest things I think of in my life. I didn't have a lot of friends in in grade school until like I started being friends with Frank in like fifth grade. Yeah, me either. And in second grade, I got my yearbook, and there were a couple kids willing to sign it, but I was so lonely. I remember I actually went in my yearbook and faked signatures from other kids in I the did class, that too. <laughs> signing my yearbook. Oh my god, when I look back, I'm like, 
Oh my god, how sad and lame is that? Like, I signed my yearbook as other people to pretend to myself at the time that I wasn't just a But even knowing, movie. like, no one's going to believe the prettiest girl in the class signed your yearbook. So I don't aim that I high. I put people who hated me, <laughs> and I didn't like. I signed their names in there. Why? Yeah, I did that, too. It's pretty sad. And it's all clearly me. It's all in the exact same handwriting. Sloppy, loopy handwriting. I, yeah, I didn't write, like, messages for some people, either. I did this, like, what that kid did my last year, where I just signed their names. Have a great summer. Love, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That is... I'm shocked that you did that as well. Yeah, I didn't have any friends in grade school either. I got friends in my fifth year. Thank you very much. Crack, crack, crack. I also moved in and out of the country fairly regularly, so... Well, two years. I guess you would have not been there in, like, fifth grade. When when were you in El Salvador? We got back to the last half of my fifth grade, and then we were there the rest of the time. That makes sense. But even then, it's not like I was wildly popular. So. True. Uh, I had on here. Uh, I was actually kind of cr- uh, shocked because I was looking up on IMDb. I was like, I haven't seen Liam Neeson anything this year, and I was trying to find out what he. As long as there's not a taken for. <laughs> no, not right now. He's not in a lot this year because there was that point. I think what 2014 where he was in like. The Nut Job, Lego Movie, Nonstop, and like, Last Man like two, Standing or something. Last Walker in the Graveyard, oh, or something like the that. Tombstones, yeah, yeah. Tombstones. And that wasn't even at the end of the year. At the, start, at the start of the year. The run all went, night. Yeah, at the start of the year, though, he was in like five movies or something like that. He, you couldn't escape him. And then, like, it's been nothing really since maybe like Taken 3. Like, he hasn't been a whole lot. It's like, at what point, when are him and Kevin Hart just going to do a movie together? I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet, to be honest. I guess maybe he was also an anchorman. He was a cameo in that as well. Yeah, it's like the History, History Channel, History Channel reporter. <laughs> Those were the great best cameos because it's uh, like John C. Riley is the ghost of like Beauregard, yeah, <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. Stonewall I think it Jackson. was. I'm going to drink a mint julep. <laughs> it just like stop reaches into someone's chest and stops their heart. <laughs> yeah. Those, like, even though it was a shameless redo of what the first movie did so well, yeah. I still love that scene because you just get like Will Smith as like the ESPN reporter. Oh, it's by far the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. I forget they had a, they had a ton of cameos in it. But uh, I was looking up what he's in now, and he's in that like one about like a Catholic priest or something Jim Carrey like that. Was in that too. Jim Carrey yeah, and um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> eventually start. I thought about it and I wasn't going to say anything. And I was like, "Oh, Jim Carrey, remember that? <laughs> remember Jim Carrey? He was great. Yeah, it wasn't it's like I was, a Canadian. Yeah, I was trying team. to think. I was like, there was a Canadian team. Who, who would have been it for that? But he's in. Oh, I'm trying to get to YouTube. This fucking computer is killing me. Anyway, he's in a movie right now that's supposed to come out relatively soon called The Monster. And essentially, he plays the titular monster in it. And, like, the description on IMDb is, like, a boy whose mother is suffering from a life-threatening disease tries to seek comfort in a monster tree. Hmm. And I watched the trailer for it, and I have no idea what the fuck it's supposed to be. Like, I can't tell if it's supposed to be, like, a horror... be about a tree diddling kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it's supposed to be. But I can't tell if it's supposed to be... <clears throat> A horror movie, if it's supposed to be like a heartwarming movie, because it almost kind of sounds like I need to have a trailer for this, like the the Giving Tree, that book by Shel Silverstein. Yeah, yeah, about like the tree that's just like, oh, I guess you can take everything, you greedy American fuck. <laughs> yeah, just sit on my stump, you big yeah, old sack of shit, big old 
It's a piece of shit. Oh, it hurts. That'd be great. That's the last panel in the book uh, is the stump. Fuck. Like, oh, it hurts. You fuck. Uh, yeah, I think this is it. So, let me pause this real quick. I'm going to play it for Mikey, and then we'll be back in just a quick sec. All right, and we're back. So, I made a mistake. It's called A Monster Calls is the title of the movie. Uh, Liam Neeson plays the character called The Monster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a good monster. By the end of it. It's tough the first to tell, because it's really like sure he's it. just breaking shit. Like, he's just destroying, like, a church and things. It's a very scary voice, too. Yeah, like, a very it's like creepy dialogue, too. Like, I know who you are. Yeah, I know everything about you, Irish McIrishan. <laughs> yeah. It's like his Irish is a name. Seamus McFinnegan. Yeah, it's, exa- it's like what, Connor McGregor or something like that. Connor, Connor O'Malley. Connor O'Malley. Like, yeah, it's like his Irish a name as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just sort of a weird-looking movie. Like, I don't think it's bad, necessarily. Like, I, I'm just... Struggling to think if it's going to be like... Might be a Redbox thing, if it gets good reviews. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't got a lot of attention to it. I only found this trailer because I was looking to find what Liam Neeson was up to. So, I mean, it says coming out this fall. Maybe but they're hoping it's a big hit over in Europe. Possibly. I'd like, See, it, it I'd like, like Liam Like Neeson. an all-European cast. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver? <clears throat> Except for Sigourney Weaver, who I didn't see in the trailer at all. I don't think if Felicity Jones is European either. I mean, she might be British. But okay. Well, the kid's Irish... Okay. That's all I, and Liam Neeson. And it looks, I assume it's based in England, or the UK somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Well, can we even call it the UK anymore? <laughs> what, that and, what, Wales? Well, they haven't left. The yeah. Well, it sounds like Scotland had tried again. Yeah. They anyway, just had the vote, though. I don't think they can call they, a new vote. But they put another, I think it was a contingency within that vote that they can make another vote within two years or something like that. Oh, okay. So I think... It may take a little bit longer, but I think they're. Well, it's going to take like two years before they're really out of the EU. Yeah, the so I, but I think Scotland has a better anyway. chance to be like, "Hey, we'll kick ourselves out of the UK and we'll go back to the Union." Oh, come on, Northern Ireland. Uh, but in regards to the movie, I, I can't tell. Maybe it's supposed to be like a like a sucker punch kind of thing, where like the fantastical stuff is really yeah. The, the plot. I sy- the plot synopsis is like a young boy. Like makes a deal with a monster while he's struggling with his mother's the kid's imagination. Illness. Yeah, like uh, terminal illness. But like you see the trailer, it just looks like what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's very menacing. But like at the end, like you do get the idea, like if he's supporting the kid or not. I don't know. It's a weird looking movie, but at least Liam Neeson's back to doing dramas. At least like a less whimsical version of Iron Giant. <laughs> Oh, at the end, he's like, Superman. I've never seen that. Is that a really great movie, or is that just something mm-hmm. stoned Kevin Smith insists on I've saying? heard a lot of people say that it's a fantastic and like heartwarming movie. I never watched it, though. Like I Every time I saw like previews of it as a kid, I just, for some reason, never clicked with me. Me either. It didn't look... I mean, it looked okay, but it didn't look that interesting. I don't know. It was something about it as a kid. Like I guess... I was trained enough to be able to identify Disney movies, and I was like, it doesn't look like fun like a Disney movie yeah, is. Exactly. I couldn't exactly tell what was going on with it. And then, like, hearing other people talk about, like, how it's really sad because the robot dies, you're like, oh, I don't want to watch that now. I don't want to get bummed out. Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah. So I can hear Vin Diesel do three lines. <laughs> Oh, and I kill children. Like, oh, on his way out. I thought he was supposed to say something about Superman. So is that a good ending? <laughs> yeah, is it the hero win? Uh, I guess we should also talk about Game of Thrones. It's been a little bit since we've had the chance to talk about season uh, season finale of season six. I think we're on. What do you think happens to Jamie Lannister? 
I've always been of the mind since finishing the books that Jamie is due for a face turn because a lot of you get the perception from the start he's a shithead like mm. he's known as the Kingslayer he's part of the Lannisters like and beyond Tyrion you get the impression they're all kind of dickheads from yeah. the beginning him and Cersei are like two sides of the same coin yeah he like fucks over Ned Stark in that <clears throat> one scene where he attacks him out of Littlefinger's brothel and kills all of his men wait well, he- Throws Bran out of a window in the first yeah, episode. Like, so. Yeah, you get the idea that he's a dickhead, but when you start to... In the books, you get the the, the, the sense of all... Kind of as soon as he loses his hand in the TV show. Yeah, that's where the change happens in the book, too, because he's not a point-of-view <clears throat> character until that basically happens. But you get this sense that he's actually a very misunderstood person, and he carries a lot of grief. Like, he hates the fact that he's called the Kingslayer, mm-hmm. but he's like, if I hadn't done it, so many people would have died. Like, the entire reason King's Landing isn't a pile of smoke is because he intercepted the order from the king to the alchemist to not light the wildfire. He killed the alchemist mm-hmm. before they could do it. But even in the show, it's not something he trumpets around. No, he doesn't carry around <clears throat> proudly, and... Well, it's not something he tells people yeah, even. Yeah, he like, doesn't tell I had to save this whole town, damn no, it. he just, he kind of carries it with him. He's glib about it, if any, especially when Ned asks him about it, he's very glib about and he, it. And he hates Ned Stark, and part of the reason he hates Ned Stark is because he's always seen him as a hypocrite who talks about honor yet supposedly fathered this bastard child that he mm-hmm. parades about openly. Um, and there's also a line in the books that's kind of sad too where he talks about, you know, everyone calls him the king slayer and he's like, I killed the king but the thing I really hate is I wasn't there to protect his family. Yeah. Like, I wasn't able to stop his wife and baby from being, you know, the prince, his wife and their baby from being killed. Yeah. Especially the way they happened, the mountain fucking See, raping well, not quick. And, like <laughs> smashing the baby's head against the wall. So, like, clearly he's not an evil person as much as we think. So I think he's due for an end where he gets a... He, he, if he dies, it's going to be doing something heroic for King's Landing, but I think just like his life, it'll be something that the people will misinterpret him as a bad guy still. But we, the audience, will know that it's not that quite that case. So do you think Khaleesi won't kill him? I think he's going to kill Cersei and in the process of that die. Okay. Because I've always thought it was very poetic, too, in the books they, they've mentioned a couple of times, that he was... They were born with Jamie holding on to Cersei's foot. So she, he's and technically they, the younger brother Yeah, as well. and they've always said, like, we were born in this world together, we'll go out in this world together, and I think they'll do it actually in that sense, but Jamie's going to be the one that actually kills her. Just like how he stopped... He killed the Mad King to stop her from ruining King's Landing, I think he's going to do the same with Cersei. So... And it's going to be sad, because he is one of my favorite characters. Because I can't figure out what would happen to him if Khaleesi finds him. Like, yeah, maybe Tyrion tries to, you know, vouch for him, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, public opinion, you killed my dad. It can't, I can't, like, just let you be a no, a noble, nobility I, anymore. Yeah, I don't think... I have to send you to the Wall, which may or may not exist, or exile, exile you to Essos, which I think there's, either way, Jamie'd rather just die over any of those. There's a lot of people like that, though. I'm like, what happens when Cersei meets Jon Snow? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like she's just going to be like, okay, cool, you guys stay autonomous up there in the north. No, she's, she's going to be like, you're so... the kid of a Stark who's another one of the people who killed my family and sent us into exile. Yeah. But she's got so many problems. I mean, the North's pretty... It's got to be pretty far back once she finds out. I mean, well, that maybe the first couple episodes in the season, they'll be like, well, stop that! And then all of a sudden, eventually it's, what's her name lands in Dorne, and she's like, oh, shit. That well, that's the thing. Problem. is like Eventually, these two sides are going to conflict. Like, 
she's coming up from the south. She'll march up on King's Landing, I assume. It's like bad times for Riverlands again. Uh, not the Riverlands off the front. At no. least. They'll, they'll, they'll have a we little We finally got our crops going again. It's going to be the Stormlands and the, the oh, Crownlands yeah. are just going to be like, oh, fuck us. The, less, the very little seen Stormlands. Yeah. Even in the books, there's still like, you know, like three houses from there, and they're all like names you just heard casually thrown about. Yeah. It's like, I think Davos is one of the big lords from there now at this point. It's one of the smaller cuts of the map, definitely. Yeah. If that were a slice of it's pizza decent, and you got that, you'd be like, what the fuck? It's actually a decent size of the map. It's just there's nobody really of note from it except the Baratheons who are all dead now. So yeah. what's the point? Um, I guess we should technically have led this off by saying spoilers. For <laughs> that episode. And I, I feel got, like that's another thing. Khaleesi gets here. She's like, well, I got to show them I'm down for revenge. It's like, well, the Baratheons are all dead. Yeah. The land, there's fewer and fewer Lannisters every day. Any, yeah, there's barely any Lannisters left. Technically, the North and the Vale rose up against them. I could punish them. Both those lords are long are dead now John as well. John Arian's dead. Ned Stark's dead. Like, are you going to punish their kids for that? And then, you know, We've she, talked about the joke, how, like, shitty that'd be if, like, Khaleesi gets to Westeros and the first thing's like, all right, time's some Settle, settle some scores. Take this house, Stark. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, it'd be the one time I'd have to be like, oh, kill that dragon bitch. I think she said it in the show, though, too, where she's just like, Ned Stark killed my father. So she definitely doesn't like the Starks. She's been raised to believe that the Starks were her enemies. Yeah. I know Tyrion's tried to talk her out of that a little bit, but then she had that whole, like, I'm going to break the wheel line, so I don't even know. Seems like another thing, like, she's got to kill Jamie if she finds him. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, got, I should, should note spoilers if you haven't seen the yeah. season. I actually got sassed on Twitter a couple weeks back by a, a friend of mine who's from a super gay guy, I hope. No, I was after the Battle of the Bastards episode, and I was making like some tweets talking about like my thoughts on Ramsey Bolton. How long after? It was the next morning, oh. but it was like midday morning, but I forgot. Sorry, that... some of us were watching the goddamn NBA Finals. <laughs> no, but it was a French guy. And they don't get the episode until a day later or something like uh, that, I guess. So he was like, what the fuck, man? I don't spoil any fucking Marvel movies for you. I'm super <laughs> pissed right now. It's like a friend of mine, too. And I was like... It's an oh, odd French accent, too. It's not a good one, but... Oh, very good. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. What the fuck, dude? This kind of... That day over. has been ruined. Yeah. Uh, and I like I felt bad at first. I was like, dude, I'm really sorry. I completely forgot that you guys didn't get it. I probably should have been. The only thing I spoiled was that Ramsey Bolton dies. Which, I Which kind, kind of, of spoils the battle. But, like, come the fuck on. What did you think was going to happen? Oh, you can't... You When I said, like, oh, you know what's going to be sucky is the Knights of the Vale show up. You're like, well, someone better fucking show up. You were worried for a second. Yeah, like, I was like, if that if I had spoiled that, if I had spoiled, like, oh, they lose. Jon Snow dies. The North failed. That I'd have been... That I think I'd be furious on. But I spoiled, like, the most obvious conclusion from it is that Ramsay Bolton died. Not how he dies or anything like that. But still, I felt bad because I didn't want to, so I apologized to him. And still, like, the immediate tweet afterwards, like, oh, I'm fucking furious at you, dude. What the fuck? And I had to, like, delete the post I was about to be like, oh, fuck yourself, you French motherfucker. Why don't you watch the episode? Get off of Twitter, you dickhead. <laughs> I hope your capital gets I bombed was like, again. You know, I hope they bomb some more fucking newspapers and studios from you. Cartoonist. Uh, no, I felt bad, but I was like, I'm going to hold back on this one. But you, you hit my patience limit, sir. Because I was about to say... Because if you didn't see any of the episode, and all you saw was the tr- the previews for that week, then it shows that scene of John telling Melisandre, or, yeah, Melisandre, don't bring me back from the dead, which was, like, crazy, like, oh, God, if he dies, he's done. But then you see the episode, she's like, I can't make any promises, fuck <laughs> yeah. off, second bitch. You're like, all right, not really what I asked, but... 
I find They're out just you supposed to follow a, orders eventually. Yeah, I find out if you murdered a child, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> like, are you just going to keep killing babies to bring me back? Like, I didn't kill babies to bring you back. I killed a child to make it not snow anymore. I was nervous. It didn't work. Uh, that what's his, that Sir Davos was still going to strike her down, like, right there. So yeah. Like, oh, then John kind of, like, he you defied a, re- a decree. <laughs> yeah, you have to step in at that point. Uh, but at least, even his final word of being like, if I see you again, I'll strike you down. At least it's got, like, Jon Snow's support when he said, like, if I yeah. see you back in the north again, you will be killed. Yeah. So, at least that's going for it. Oh. I, I was very glad she didn't get a pass, because that would have split that camp. Yeah, that scene, though, with the King in the North Part 2 scene... It, it is like the like I'm ashamed at how much I love that scene. Like, I mean, I watched like, at least four or five times afterwards. I made the joke on Twitter that like if you didn't ISIS won on Twitter or on Facebook, sorry. <laughs> it's like you don't have Twitter. How dare you? You dinosaur <laughs> on Twitter. Was this one of your MySpace routines? He's like, hey, I wrote a thing on my Friendster page about how this great Game of Thrones scene went. But I, I put a joke on Facebook, like, if ISIS wanted to recruit me, all they'd have to do is get a, a good King in the North chant going, and I'd oh, probably yeah. join. I thought it was great. I'm it sure. is. It's, like, it's bonerific. It's... I meant the joke was pretty good, too. I, oh, thanks. We didn't get a lot of traction on it. I, I, was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty funny. A lot of people, I guess, like, oh, ISIS can't be jumping out. But no, like, just the fact that, like, all the Northern Kings are, are standing. Even though it didn't end well last time. No, not at all. And a lot of, I watched the inside the episode, they talk about that, but, like, it's meant to be a scene that's cool, but also kind of foreboding, because we all know how the last time this happened went. But, you do, like, just all the Northern Kings staying together, and, like, seeing Davos also stand up and chanting King in the North, you're like, oh, thank God. I was, yeah. what biggest fear with Davos... Were all the Vale guys doing it, too? Uh, you don't see many Vale guys in there, but I think Bronze Royce is there, but I don't know if he's doing it. Everybody, it seems everybody except for Littlefinger is doing it. Yeah. So I, I have to think if they are there, they're doing it as well. And I imagine they're supporting them, but it was my greatest fear that when Stannis dies, because I'm sure he's going to die in the book, that Davos' story from then on was just going to be him shamelessly wandering till he eventually met some Blowing sad farmers and, for beats. Yeah, like just <laughs> lost and like, well, what do I do? The king I support is dead. It's like nice to be like, all right. Maybe wanders into Littlefinger's brothel and but, becomes yeah. a man whore. <laughs> yeah, just starts like, like just fuck me until I die. Like, oh. <laughs> but like at least this one's on the house, not yeah. another one on the house. Eventually, you have to take some form of payment. <laughs> like your, I don't. Your business sense is just awful. There's you, no profit in this. You can't survive on come alone. You can't just keep eating dick and getting from it. <laughs> you don't even offer it to the ladies. Yeah, you don't stay here free. <laughs> this isn't a hotel. <laughs> Littlefinger's going to demand payment eventually. <laughs> Trust me. But it's nice to see that like, he got, he's supporting another king, at least. Yeah, I like that army. Statement. I like that army. I mean, you know the North's been devastated, so who knows how many actual troops that is. They should still be decently stocked. The Manderleys, you'd assume, have to have at least a couple thousand, right? Manderleys are a good supply. In the book, they're also a huge navy as well. Mm. And, and there's so... the thing. And he still has all Stannis' ships, doesn't he? Or are those at the wall? Uh, I don't even... Stannis gave him his entire navy of at least, like, 30 or 40 ships. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think he does have part of them, too. Um, and the North's so big, and they don't get into it in the show, but there's so many fucking houses in the North that if they did unite again, they should still have a decent-sized army to bring. Um, but yeah, a lot of their fighting forces were kind of cut off from Rob Stark's campaign. Yeah, Lady Mormont is fucking fantastic in that scene. I've never wanted to applaud, like, a six-year-old girl so much in my life. Yeah. 
and not in the dirtiest way too. But yeah. it's great because normally a character like that too, I'd hate. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like a child who gets the big rules. Petulant. But it's just like, oh no, she embodies everything that the North's kind of yeah. supposed to be about, like hard nose, like you earn our respect kind of thing. I hated her because she said no in the first scene to John, but. That scene's like, oh, you're named after my aunt, and she was a great beauty. I'm sure you'll be a great beauty. And she's like, my mother, I doubt it. My mother wasn't a great beauty, or a beauty of any type. She was a warrior, though. That's what matters up here in the north. And she fought and died for your brother. Not your fucking King's Landing (laughs) lady bullshit. Who are you married to nowadays? It's sort of mixed to what's happened. Just her shaming every lord in that room. And Davos having to come up and be like, I know how to talk to children. Let me handle this. Yeah. Um, How's Cohen? You watched your mother and father skinned alive by Ramsey Bolton. What a bitch! <laughs> I do like that he's like the three lords called out. He's the only one who doesn't get a scene to himself either. I, which he should have had one, you think? But. He should have, but I guess it, it's meant to be like the other two are. Like, you need estab- another character, you know? <laughs> well, it's just like the other two are established, like older lords of their houses. He's clearly yeah. a young guy who's just taken over. So I guess it's meant to be like, these are two old guys who've realized their mistake and are pledging allegiance very openly, and the other guys are all rallying behind If you want to be shitty about it, it's like, you guys barely won that battle. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of people are like, well, not for nothing. It's pretty easy to be like, we're switching your side after you won, or the battle's done and they won. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of benefits to pledging to Team Bolton at this point. But it's just that sense that, like... The biggest thing that keeps me invested in the books at this point is the idea that the North will rally together. Like, the Starks are the main characters, and the perpetual, just fucking constant humiliation conga that they've been put through for these past, like, six seasons Mm -hmm. is finally going to maybe turn around. Their luck, yeah. Yeah, like, that finally people are going to ban rally. You see the banners drop on Winterfell, it's, it's phenomenal. I can't... I think I might cry when season seven starts and we'll see Winterfell built up in the opening and for the first Finally. time we'll see the Stark logo in it instead of that fucking Bolton logo. It's been far too long. Didn't they, that didn't happen this last episode? No, I don't think they did it the last episode. I, I, maybe I missed it. Because they did drop in Winterfell for a little I know that, Well, it was well that, for the King of the North. Yeah, that one episode. So I, maybe it wasn't there and I just didn't notice it, but it, I, I, uh, it's just nice to see it. Yeah, but. You had to sit through two seasons of it being on fire and... Yeah, it's why that scene in the book is just so crazy, because the Manderly is the one who kind of gives that sort of speech to Davos, mm. uh, just about how the North remembers, mm-hmm. and it's that scene where you're just like, oh, thank God the North's fine, like, the North isn't just dicking around. That it means always, something. Yeah, that that loyalty that supposedly is so important actually does have tangible... Because going into that battle, you're like, oh, I guess the North forgot. Yeah, North didn't give a single fuck. <laughs> Except for Lady Mormont and her 62 men. House Tornwood. <laughs> I actually, uh, during that episode, I, I think I said, told you it was like an old Stark logo, but it actually is a Mormont logo on that shield that John it, Yeah, I, I looked it up later. And it's like, oh, that is cool. Like, one Mormont made it into there at least. Maybe he died, but at least he got in there for that shield. To, I thought it'd him. been a cool scene afterwards if John had been like, I'd like your permission to keep this sword, my lady, <laughs> to hang it in my home. It is weird that he, that's never come up about like, oh, hey, have your dad's sword. Yeah, I'm kind of carved off the bear logo. I thought she'd say head. that after their first meeting. Like, <laughs> so are you here to return the sword? Yeah, here to take that wolf off and put a bear on it like your, it's supposed to be. Your dad carved it on like, sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> or your own ever. Uh, I guess it would be... <clears throat> yeah, because the bear lady was his sister, right? Like the crazy warrior one. Yeah, she would have Marjorie Morm- or Marge Mormon, I think yeah. was her name. And I thought she was Jorah's brother. Because... You mean... No, I thought she was what a Lord she Commander. I, yeah, I thought 
What's who's what's his name? Jor, Jo. It's like J O E R or something like that. Everyone calls it Old Bear. Just call him okay. Up. I think I thought he was Old Bear's sister because doesn't he say like, "There's a story about my sister." Scotia, please. The mail comes every day. <laughs> this is never new. To be fair, our mailman's very black. He is absurdly black. He took off a week from this guy from when his fire died. <laughs> I thought maybe it was him. For yeah, for a <laughs> moment, like, I was like, did he die after delivering our mail for so long? Was he the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire? Oh, that's a tragedy. I thought uh, th- I thought he told a story like the Big Old Bear, where he's like, there's rumors that my sister made, like, bedded with a, a bear or something. Oh, I can't. I because I, Jorah. I think that's Jorah's Jorah Jorah's Jor old bear's son. Yeah, and I'd have to feel like he couldn't possibly like that little girl can't possibly be his sister. Like what? Person? No, his nephew or his niece. So then that would have been her grandfather. Old lady and old bear were the same. Two were brother and sister. So then it would be her great uncle who made whatever i guess we're kind of getting around a yeah. odd topic here to be although she looked pretty old to have a six-year-old daughter that's what i mean like daughter. i'm just like i feel like there's a step in this <clears throat> missing but we could have googled it by now who, yeah, cares? who cares whatever some game of thrones fan will message me and be like you're so wrong <laughs> you're a sweet so summer child <laughs> you know nothing and <laughs> stop saying that stop <clears throat> saying that yeah it was a pretty crazy episode like that long beginning with like the music playing you're kind of like what's this where is this going do yeah. you finally like it starts picking up the whole sept exploding you're like wow there goes like two great families right it's there a large cast it's like holy you know, at that shit. point marjorie stopped wearing plunging necklines like whatever <laughs> she was barely in that season it was astonishing how many characters were barely loris. in that episode loris I you could have called him a guest character. I think he was in that season twice, like one se- one shot him crumbling in prison, in prison. Yeah. and then this where he died. And I'm like, oh, did they give you that iron fist deal a lot sooner than I thought? Why or? did they bother mentioning you were one of the greatest swordsmen in the kingdom? Yeah, who cares? At your character's introduction, then you never once saw him fight. Not once. You just saw him fuck a bunch <laughs> of dudes. I'd say yeah, blowing dudes and getting his ass handed to him by Brienne. Yeah, basically. You didn't see the competitive side either. You just saw him like bitch getting bitch slapped onto the ground like no. Someone take that hussy out of here! Did you ever see the Jamie and Brienne fight on Game of Thrones? When he like still I has have. two hands, I, but he's shackled. I feel like I have, actually. I oh, think I did. It's awesome. I think I saw it, actually, at like a Best Buy. They were playing like a Game of Thrones part at it. It was like on some like electronic store TV they were playing, and I saw it. Really, like, he just years. demolishes his ass. Yeah. I mean, when you're shackled, it's pretty tough. And he's also, I think, been not taking... He's been taken care of well enough, but it's still, like, slightly kind of, I guess, deprived of, like, nutrients. And the only other Loris battle scene you see is him versus jousting the mountain, where it's like, oh, I picked a horse with a really wet pussy, so it'll distract his horse. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely get a much different perception of the Knight of Flowers than (laughs) you do in the book. In the book, you're like, look, I'll take the queefy nickname because you're such a badass. It's a garish helmet he wears that's (laughs) like a rosebud and thorns around his face. Like, wow, you better be able to fight your cock off with a helmet Yeah, considering you're going against the guy who's like, I have a giant dog's head as my helmet. Like, yeah. This helmet you could probably, would go to, like, your waist if I just put it on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, we didn't get a whole lot of Marjorie Tyrion this season as well. You, like, you start to think about that, you're like, barely any, considering he's, what I would consider, of, like, the three most important characters in the show, like, John, Danny, Tyrion, like, those are, like, the three kind of, like, marquee characters in yeah. the show. 
It's been very... He hasn't, you know... Because, like, Varys peaced out after, like, two or three episodes. Like, hey, I got some to do some things out of town. So it's not like he's had that cast to interact with. It all, Yeah, I mean, part of it's just the fact that he was in Marine, which was such a dearth of, like, important characters to interact with. For a large part of that, Daenerys is gone. Anyway. I didn't think I could hate small council meetings more than, like, the last season with Cersei and Pycelle. <laughs> but Man, this... that's those scenes with him and, like, Melisandre. Grey Worm. Or Something. What the fuck is her stupid head? The translator nice Grey Worm. Yeah. Hot ebony girl. Kind of ebony. Sort of black, yeah. yeah hot mochaccino girl. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. Every time I had one of them, I was like, oof, can this end? I love, I love you, Peter Dinklage. This is just unbearable. I can't wait for Mace Tyrell. I love Tyrell. you, Peter Dinklage. I'm not going to watch Pixels, okay? Let's get that out of I'd kill for, for Mace Tyrell right about now. Oh, and this is the thing. Mace Tyrell, a goober, to the point where you almost completely forget he's both Marjorie's and Loris's father. Yeah. And the guy's, outside of the fact he's goofy, he's got really no redeeming quality. He's pompous. He's not that bright. The probably last scene you see is, like, when they're carving the, the Faith of the Seven Star into Loris' head, is you actually see him, like, oh, like, be, like, concerned. It's the only time, like, you get, like, oh, this guy is a human. First of all, their mother must have been the hottest woman to have ever lived. Oh, my gosh. Those gave those, yeah, those two kids to come out? When that's the dad. But this, like, really human moment, you finally see him, and then he gets blown up 30 seconds later. It's also kind of a shame, because you you get this... We've been following Marjorie a bit throughout the season. You saw her transition into, like, this uber-religious uber character who suddenly was, like, almost seemed to have betrayed her family. But you get this Daffy. hint. Yeah. yeah, you get this hint, like, no, she's, like... She's got something up her sleeve. Something up her sleeve. And you'll never find out what it was, because no. she got killed before it could happen. She must have had some kind of idea with the... I'd love it if they found, like, her journal or something. It's like, oh, there was her plan. But I feel like that's not going to happen. eh, I guess it's better to go without it at this point. At least you get that thought of, like, ooh, what was her plan? Rather than, like, a plan, like, they find a notebook with, like, a... It's like the Jay and Silent Bob sketches of, like, Hit LaBeouf with a bag, sack of quarters. Like, yeah. It's just it, it, it shamelessly drawn with stick figures. Like, <laughs> knock out High Sparrow with bag full of quarters. Bong! It's a bag full of quarters. <laughs> it's like her and her brother, like, with thumbs up. It's like, Wee! Knock out High Sparrow with bag full of question marks? <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh, she has put in there? She's, like, written ideas down. Dicks? Question it's like feathers crossed out. <laughs> Pillows. <Yeah. laughs> like, think heavier. Carrots? Mm, getting closer? And then it's all crew drawings, and then the last panel is like a full color poster of her just like ripping the front of her gown off, and it's like the most plungiest neckline you've ever seen. Like, aha! Oh, man. Yeah, that's a shame. That that was a scene. It had been a while, too, I think, since Game of Thrones had one of those like moments where like, holy shit. There's like, even less to give a shit about in King's Landing now than ever before. Yeah, but like, when was the last time you had that kind of crazy moment? It was basically like the Red Wedding, where you're like, holy shit, anyone can die. Yeah. For a while, it's been pretty kind of clear, I think, the people who have lived and died. I've Jon Snow, but he came back, so I don't even know if I can really call that one. I think it's real true now, This la- these last couple seasons. I'd say with, you know, I don't think Jon Snow's going to die until maybe like the last episode, if it happens. No, like or Khaleesi. Yeah. Those would be the only two. Like, I'm not even sure Tyrion will survive next season. Yeah, uh, I honestly, and even though I know the joke is that... Love to uh, see Arya survive, but I can't. George R. R. Martin has said, like, you know, the joke's that his wife says if he ever kills Arya, she's going to still divorce him, and I'm still like, he's like fucking 70, what does he care if you divorce him at this point? It's all talk. But I really... can divorce him now that he's a multi-millionaire? Honestly, I even think, I'm like, Arya, I don't think... I 
it's sad for me to think it, but I don't think she's going to have a happy ending either. I don't think she'll ever meet up with the Starks again. I described this to uh, my friend, and I started uh, in an email. And you I started crying. I almost <laughs> started crying as I described it. Like, what if that scene, like, King in the North, King in the North, and it was like Arya just walking into the throne room, like, right when that happened. Like, <gasps> oh, and she starts doing it, too. Or she, yeah, exactly. Oh, if that had happened, I might have lost it. <laughs> and, like, somehow, like, Bran also, like, crawls into, like, all the Starks get, all the remaining Starks get Benjamin together. dropped me off 75 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> I just crawled here with my teeth. I'm glad I made it here, though. King of the somehow, King. Like, Wait, shouldn't it be me? Somehow, <laughs> like, Rob Stark comes in, like, I don't know, like, not beheaded somehow. I'm like, King in the North! John! I'm legitimizing you as my last action as king! Oh, Brad Stark crawls in, like, I challenge you for King of the North! <laughs> Bastard! <laughs> that would be so douchey. I have heard people talk about how they think that would even go. If, like, what happens if Bran, they find out Bran's alive? Like, wouldn't the secession go to him? I was like... Technically, John's no dick even work. That's like one thing of like, does he? And even if it does, like, is he just going to be the cripple guy who's going to like? Is he going to bring kids along for that? Yeah. Like, is he going to sit in the throne all day when like his greatest gift is to like just go into the past and bullshit? But uh, I don't know because it's like Jon Snow's not even a legitimized Stark in any way. But I mean, is it, if he's the king in the North, he can legitimize himself in the eyes of the North. Does he? I mean, he's had the opportunity to do it a couple of times. He could have he could have Sansa legitimize him. I think now if he, she really wanted to. But does he? I mean, I feel like I he feel thinks like he's in gonna, his mind he's like, I got to be Snow. I, I think yeah, that. I feel like he'll be with Snow. And I've heard what was it? Some people say that he might change his dire wolf. Help, he might change his sigil. Reverse the colors. Reverse the colors. Cause that's what bastard families yeah. do. So it'd be the gray background with a white wolf. It would work. To symbolize that, and with the White Wolf ghost, who's strangely not in any episodes. No, not in the battle He's gotta the be at the wall, right? No, he's there. He went, I have to assume, why wouldn't you have brought the wolf? Why would they keep the wolf? But why would we, we have seen one single... Ghost? Why wouldn't we have seen one single scene I of guess him? CGI is very expensive, and they're like, we have three dragons to animate these next two episodes. It's like, protect Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't leave the wolf there. It's just weird that he's not in any shot, but... I don't know. When you're like, maybe that's why they killed so many people in that set. They're like, look, we need to get rid of these actors so we can start getting more. Show's wolf, getting pricey. For more wolf budget. Which shame Natalie Dormer. I mean, I'm sure she'll turn out fine, but it's like, oh man, all my franchises are done now. That dude who controls the budget for that show must have, or sets it down, must have the steelest balls in the history of television. For a show that probably makes the most money out of any fucking show in the world at this point, maybe to still be dead. To still, but to still be like, mm, let's trim back on your budget a little bit. Yeah, let's trim this. Like, I mean, I guess they do have a lot of expensive like shooting locations and like a lot of like outfits and things like that to make. But mm-hmm. it's still like, come on, you can't animate a CGI wolf for a little still, bit. No, and I said Walking Dead, but I don't know if Walking Dead's got the merchandising that Game of Thrones does. No, and it's also on cable television too. So mm-hmm. anybody with a like cable box and basic cable package can get it. If you don't steal it or have someone else's HBO go, you have to pay for that. That's yeah. like ten bucks a month or whatever it is, so and their seasons are absurd on DVD. How HBO has the balls to charge like seventy bucks for a season of a television show. It's beyond me. Did you see I found that uh Boardwalk oh, Empire yeah, yeah. season three for eight ninety nine at Giant? I, I think like, I have the season two in my in the clock in the store room. Oh it's shibby. Yeah. I mean I assumed eventually I would just pay a hundred bucks and get like a steamer trunk like, yeah, yeah. set that they created but you now just nickel and dime it and hope the next four seasons come out <laughs> for equally 
cheap discount prices. Yeah, if it's nine ninety nine, it might not happen. You're like, mm, no. Ooh, for season five, I don't know. It's like Michael K. Williams is the guy ringing you up. Like, please, I get a cut of this. It seems like you have got bigger problems, Michael K. Williams. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, why don't you help me out and buy this for nine bucks? <laughs> I get eight cents. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my check for the month. All right, uh, anything else you want to bring up before we close it out here? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, there we go. Um, I think we have anything special, anything like that going on, coming up, but I guess not. I think we're on a set of standard-ish episodes for a little bit. At least yeah, forward. nothing huge. And then hopefully it might... In like a month or so, maybe do something. Yeah, I should finally text that Lennon Free guy to see if he wants to come on one. Because I asked him like months ago. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, just let me know. And I never did. Yeah, we should. Especially now we're getting them regular. I'm actually proud of myself that we're almost a month now of regular episodes on Tuesdays. Pat yourself on the back. able to do it. Well, well I should give you a round. Thank you. It's like someone edits this. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Someone has to make this turn around. Compared to like episode like 12 or 13 where it's... Where I was like, it'll be up in four to five months. (laughs) I remember once, like, hey, are you going to get this up in, like, the next three weeks? And you're, like, real, just glibly, like, probably not. <laughs> How about that? Why don't you suck? Why don't you do it yourself, yeah. college grad? Yeah, why don't you do it there, Mr. Big Spender? <laughs> Mr. Big, I don't get taxes sent to my name for the house, apparently. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Uh, it's uh, going to be real pity pinching for a while. I was considering, like, why don't you just not pay? Because they paid, spelled your last name wrong. <laughs> like, that's the loophole I go to the IRS with. Like, guys, uh... Look at me, my ID right here. There's no U in my last name. Clearly you've sent it to the wrong person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the tie to your social security, right? We got that right. Like, <laughs> touche, IRS. <laughs> well, just, and we're going to put a U in your name every correspondence we send out from now on. You're already putting on lipstick. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Checkmate. I'm like, is this me sucking their dick or am I, like, trying to undergo a new identity? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a woman now. <laughs> Didn't shave my I'm Christina. Yeah, I'm like, I'm Helen. <laughs> Helen Larios. No one knows who that is. I don't know. You would die, cocksuckers. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Suck it. <laughs>